Well, happy Easter to y'all. This is an unexpected way to celebrate my first Easter here at St. Thomas as a priest, my first Easter. And, and within the liturgies, especially last night and coming into today, um, there's definitely a joy um, that just overtakes you when you're within the liturgy. If you, if, you, if you didn't get a chance to watch the vigil last night, um, there's a moment, all the lights are off, and then um, the Gloria is sung for the first time. And the bells are ringing, and the lights come on, and it's just this big emotional moment, and it gets me every time. And then the Alleluia comes for the first time and since it's before Ash Wednesday, and, and there's just so much joy within the liturgy that overflows like you finish the Easter vigil and then you're just like, why? You can't go to sleep because you're just so happy. And then you wake up in the morning and it's still Easter and you get to celebrate Mass again. And um, there's just so much joy that's present here. Um, but eventually, I guess, what, what's going to happen is Monday's going to come. And we're all still going to be in quarantine. We're all, all this stuff is still going to be happening, right? Um, and, and all of our Easter celebrations today, I'm sure there's joy here. Um, but all the things that normally would have happened today by and large, aren't going to be like what they normally are. The big family gatherings, the crawfish boils, the Easter egg hunts. Um, all these things every year my family gets together and we do an Easter egg hunt with all the cousins. I'm at my grandma's house and we can't do that this year. Um, and so that there's, even though in the midst of this joy, there's this stark reminder that everything's different. That we're, we can't feel, it's almost like something's not letting us experience the full joy of Easter. And I think that when I think of Easter and I think of the resurrection, it's like this big joyous moment. Like, oh, everyone, everyone sees Jesus and they're so excited and they're ready to go. And there's this big party and there's trumpets blaring. Um, and then we hear the gospel today. And I think that it fits perfectly with where we're at right now. Um, because if you notice the gospel, there's not, there's not a whole lot of rejoicing going on in it. The gospel the church gives us for Easter Sunday morning, the greatest day of the whole year, um, doesn't have a lot of rejoicing. It starts with Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb while it was still dark. It's dark, and she, and, and she goes to the tomb, and, and, and she sees a stone. And her first reaction isn't, oh my gosh, Jesus is alive. Her first reaction is, oh my gosh, they've stolen the Lord's body. She runs back to tell the apostles, they, they've taken the Lord, and I don't know where he's gone. She's scared, she's, she's nervous, she's anxious, she's worried, she's confused. What the heck is going on? And the disciples and the apostles hear this, and they also don't think, Initially, like, oh, Jesus is risen. He said he's been saying this for his whole life, basically. Their first thought is, oh my gosh, what, what happened? So Peter and John, they ran to go see the tomb. And, and the gospel ends with, um, with, with they, they didn't understand the scripture. They had to rise from the dead. And the next verse is they just they go back. Um, they, don't, they don't experience the joy of the resurrection when they see the empty tomb. Um, and I think that's very telling that Jesus doesn't just flood us with his joy. Um, he, he meets us where we're at first. And notice what happens. Peter and John, they run to the tomb. And I like how John, John wrote this gospel and John had to get in there. Peter and John ran. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and beat him there. You know, John had to put that in there for all of history to know that he's faster than Peter. And he mentioned it again, the other disciple who went in, the one who arrived at the tomb first, just in case you forgot. So when they, they both get there, though, eventually, Peter gets there a little later, they both get there, and this is very interesting, it says Peter went in and he, he saw the cloths, he saw the burial cloths, and then the cloth that covered his head, and then John went in and he saw the cloths, and in English, it, it, it's the 
same word, Saul, right? But I took a, a Greek class in the seminary. The scriptures were written in Greek. What's very interesting is that those aren't actually the same words. Peter seeing and John seeing. There's two different words that are there. Peter saw, and, and the connotation with that word is that he just kind of looked at it. He just kind of was like get, get, gazing upon it. Not really like, it's almost like an external appearance. He acknowledged that all these things were there. When John saw, John saw, when he saw it, it's, it's like I saw the person. It's like looking at somebody versus seeing somebody. Peter looked at all these things. But John saw these things. And he saw a meaning behind these things. And notice it says he saw and he believed. John saw something that was happening and he believed. He believed in Jesus. And it goes on to say they didn't understand John didn't understand what was happening. He didn't understand how. He didn't understand why. He didn't understand a lot of what was going on. But he saw and he believed that something was happening. I don't know what, but I believe that something is going on. And the temptation, when we walk out or leave this Easter Mass and we go back and we remember all the things that are different, is to just look at all these things. To just look, look at them. And not really see them. And not really, by seeing what's going on, see what's going on in our hearts, to believe that Jesus is here and that Jesus is working. We, may not, we don't understand how, we don't understand why, but we can see how God is working in our hearts and in the hearts of our communities and in the hearts of, of the world and believe that something great is happening. And the root of that seeing and the root of that believing is what we celebrate today. Jesus died. He went into the darkest depths of the earth. And he didn't just die. He went into hell. Holy Saturday is about Jesus literally going into the darkest part of, of all of creation. Not just being suffering, suffering and dying and being put in a tomb. But going from the tomb to the pits of hell. To bring light to the darkest parts of, our, of, 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 of creation. To bring light to whatever that darkness is. And to bring redemption there. It's a beautiful reading that, that the church gives us on Holy Saturday. It's the story of Jesus going into hell and bringing Adam out of hell. And just think of Adam knowing full well that all that has happened is because of what he did. Imagine the shame that Adam felt knowing that because of his mistake, all of this had to happen. And Jesus had to die because of what Adam did. And Jesus coming into that darkness, into that shame, and telling Adam to arise. Christ the light is here. Christ is risen from the dead, and no darkness has to exist anymore. Because of that grace, because of that light, we can see even the, the darkest thing that we can think of. Whatever pain, whatever suffering we're going through, we can see that. And we can believe. I don't understand how, I don't understand why, but I believe that Jesus has met me in there. I believe that because of the grace of this resurrection, Jesus is here. Pope Francis, in his homily, um, in his Easter vigil, talked about this, this fundamental right, of this fundamental hope that we can have as Christians. And this hope isn't just optimism. It's not just like this escapism, like I'm going to forget about all my problems and focus on this for a little while because I, I, I like this church thing. It makes me feel good. Hope is, is more than just an optimistic, like, good thinking. Hope is knowing that in the darkness, Jesus is there. That's what we get today. Because of this mission, we have a real, authentic hope. 
that Jesus is alive in the darkness. And he reflects, he reflects on the, the heartbeat of the living Christ. In our life, we hear the heartbeat of Jesus in these little things that we experience, and we know that he is alive, and we know that he is here, that hope is born again in our hearts, and we can see things and believe that he is here. Listen for that heartbeat of Jesus. Heartbeats are very subtle. You can only hear a heartbeat of somebody if you put your, 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 your ear really close to them. As we continue in this Easter season, Easter's not just today. Easter's eight and eight days from now, we're still celebrating Easter. Fifty days from now, we're still celebrating Easter. As we continue into this Easter season, don't forget that heartbeat of Jesus that started beating today. That heartbeat of Jesus that's a reminder of what he did and where he came. He came into the darkness and he brought light there. Yet we see his presence in that darkness. Not just look at it, not just kind of want to eject from it or, or distract ourselves from it, but really see what's going on. See him there and believe. Maybe not understanding. We don't have to understand. But we can believe that Jesus is there and he has risen from the tomb and he's with us. So happy Easter. That's the joy of Easter. Knowing that all of this is true. That belief, that, that's what brings Easter joy. Happy Easter. Hallelujah. The Lord is alive. Amen.